Hello, everyone. We have reached episode 10 on our Agronomy Moment podcast. Thank you for listening. During this quieter period while corn grew and soybeans were sprouting, my daughter was born, creating some time in the hospital for my wife. All is well as she is on her way now, but it is amazing how another addition to your family really changes things again. Anyway, on my trips back and forth going to the hospital to visit, I've been thinking about you. How are you handling 2020 so far? Do you feel you're on track with your goals, farming or otherwise? On May 30, SpaceX sent the first manned spacecraft since the shuttle era into space. I noticed while watching this live that they reached a point after takeoff that is called maximum dynamic pressure. The point where the G-forces are very high while still in the relatively high constraints of atmospheric density, placing maximum stress on the vehicle's frame. At this point, they throttle down until they get through this. There might be a parallel here for us in agriculture. We are at or approaching the point where our investment for 2020 is the greatest, the G-force, and the crop is not yet mature, reaching orbit. We each have our way of coping with stress. What positive activity or relaxation do you have that lowers your blood pressure? This is just a reminder in the heat of the battle to retake time to find a mental break from the stress. Just an evening with your family or a little time spent with your friends can reset the brain to spend, to think clearer going forward. Make sure you're taking care of your mind positively. It is the most powerful tool you have. Anyway, after those few thoughts, I was also thinking of our corn now as it's getting on up into um, closer to the reproductive phase. And this morning we had Scott Dickey came down and spoke with a few farmers here in an informal roundtable discussion. And I was just thinking is reach out any of you who would like to do this as well. We're going to try to, from time to time, we're going to try to get um, guys together and have a roundtable discussion, walk out, look at some corn, maybe look at some soybeans eventually, and do this periodically as time allows throughout this growing season. And hopefully maybe this will be a little time of relaxation too with friends for a bit in the morning before you go out and hit your day. Today our topic with Scott is around pests that affect corn this time of year. We are approaching that time where we're going to need to bring in air support or planes and maybe a helicopter. I don't know. I've thought of those as an idea as well. And we're approaching that time where we need to be focused on um, disease and pests. And Scott is here with us today. Thank you, Scott, for sharing here on Agronomy Moment. Thank you, Wendell. So, Scott, I was just had some questions. I know we had a little bit of this discussion earlier. Is what are we looking at in terms of insects affecting pollination this year? What's your thoughts on that? Well, there's different species of pests that can affect pollination in corn. Uh, so the main pests that we deal with in Missouri that affects pollination of corn would be Japanese beetles. There are a few others like uh, corn rootworm adults that uh, can emerge and feed on silks. But the main one that we deal with in Missouri are the Japanese beetles. And this year, I think they could be a potential uh, bigger issue for us just due to how early they appear to be emerging relative to the stage of development of the corn crop. So I think that's something we're definitely going to have to watch. We're going to need to be scouting, right? Like, is it... Is it for certain that if they're here today, they'll be there tomorrow or be there next week? Or 
but it is something we're gonna have to scout because they are dense. I mean, they're heavy. Yeah, I don't think there's a real way to know for sure if on any given field whether you're for sure gonna have that problem until they're there. Um, yep. It's kind of how they migrate using pheromones to attract their buddies uh, to accumulate in fields. And it, it's kind of interesting. You can go in one field and they'll be thick and go to the next one and they're not too bad. I think the bottom line is though, is to keep an eye on what stage of development you are with your corn pollination and take a look at uh, where you are with the pressures of the pests in the field. And if you find that you're less than 50% pollinated and the beetles are chewing silks to within a half inch of the ear and you still have active feeding going on, that would probably warrant a treatment. Uh, too often I see guys go out and spray a field with an insecticide after the damage has been done or after the corn has been pollinated, I should say. It's probably the yep. biggest uh, situation. And normally then we're just looking at revenge sprays that don't really make us any money other than to uh, make us feel better. Gotcha. Is it... Um... And so basically making sure we're at that VT time frame when we're starting to get into that pollination, making sure we're covering yeah, our bases there. Being in the fields yep. and making sure that everything's going well with pollination is the key. What about disease? Seems like we've been so warm and dry that we really don't have to worry about disease, right? Or Obviously, you'd still have to worry about disease. You know, we're, we're not seeing a lot yet. I have seen common rust, which isn't a pest, uh, a disease that we normally have to worry about. I've heard comments on a little bit of northern corn leaf blight in eastern Missouri, but here in western Missouri, where we've been relatively drier, I haven't seen much yet. Um, we, you know, I haven't seen any gray leaf to my knowledge yet. I'm not saying it's not here, but I haven't seen it. Um, one that yep. we will be having to keep an eye out for is southern uh, rust. Uh, if we get southern rust uh, transported in here from the tropical storm from a few weeks back, it, its early arrival could mean that we could have a worse year than normal for southern rust. So we'll definitely be scouting for southern rust. So if that inoculum is here, maybe could it even be here right now if we start getting some showers of rain over the next two or three weeks? that can make that flare up for sure you know southern rust loves warm conditions and moisture and um, if we start to even without moisture we could still see southern rust take sure. off and it could have arrived at such a low level that we're still in that period where it's developing and we're just not seeing it yet um, as the corn gets a little bigger we should start to see it if it's here more easily and then it'd be time to do something about it quickly at that point Gotcha. And so since we're talking about southern rust environment of being warm and moist, what about other diseases like GLS, gray leaf spot, physoderma, northern corn leaf? You know, are they all pretty much the same warm and wet or do they have a little bit different environments they like? Well, each, each disease has its perfect environment. Some of them are similar. Obviously, warm and wet would be very conducive to southern rust, gray leaf spot, um, physoderma, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, a little cooler and moisture would be more favorable for northern corn leaf blight. Sure. So... Very good to know, and um, if you guys have any questions out there as you approach this time, feel free to holler. I'm always glad to walk out with you. Scott's um, very good at being a phone call or a text message away with pictures if you're facing issues out there. Just thought I'd give you a quick little update today and um, rattle your cage and make sure everybody's doing well. If you have any questions at any time, feel free to reach out. Thanks for listening to us today on Agronomy Moment. This podcast was brought to you by Top Ag Services, Top Ag Media. Scott Dickey participated in helping, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.